Hi, my name is Lore and welcome to Life Will Provide, a podcast about learning to trust in life and knowing that you're always taken care of. Hi and welcome to another episode. Today I would love to talk about dark room retreats or dark retreats. There is a growing interest in doing this kind of retreat. And while I was working at a silent retreat center last fall, they also had a dark retreat there. And I was very intrigued by it beforehand before going I had no experience with dark retreats but I have always loved caves for example two years ago I was in southern France doing a retreat and as a part of it was visiting some caves and we would meditate in there not very long, but I remember just really loving the the stillness and um, that pure darkness which you cannot find very easily in daily life. And there was no fear of the dark. A fear that I remember I did have as a child. This time it felt like a letting go, like a, oh, I can just be me. That's kind of how it felt like. So I was very intrigued by the dark retreats and... Yeah, so I was interested in experiencing it if time and space would allow it. So when I got to the hermitage, there was, I don't know, I was there maybe a week or two weeks and there was um, space available. And since I would be there helping people, taking people into the dark retreats and guiding them out, it would make sense, of course, that I experience it for myself as a psychologist and as someone who has a lot of experience with being on my own and knowing how to deal with whatever comes up. This felt... Yeah, it felt like a very good idea to experience it for myself. So dark retreats have been used by various spiritual traditions throughout the centuries as a yeah higher level practice which would hopefully bring about a shift in consciousness. Now, I'm aware that there are many things we could do or not do 
that would help with a shift in consciousness. And dark retreats are just one of them. So it's it was very interesting to observe the people who would come for a dark retreat, so what their background was, how long they were going in for, how it went, um, how they felt coming out, and it was very diverse. You know, it actually happened quite a few times that people would come out earlier. Some people wouldn't have any experience with meditation. Even though, you know, in the spiritual traditions and in the past, this would be like such a... Um, you know, it, it wouldn't be for everyone. You would probably have done so many years of spiritual practice and meditation and then you're sent off to a cave and but yeah these days obviously even though there is a a screening that happens yeah there's still sometimes there can still be like a mismatch as well. Some people would underestimate themselves. Um, yeah, or like not take it very seriously or just think that it would be very cool to do it and just think about how it would sound if they can just say that they've done one. So it's so good, especially if you feel a call to the dark, to a dark retreat, to really tap into your sincerity, your intention. And for me, my intention, and I hope if you've been listening to this podcast, I hope it's clear that for me, my only true desire is to realize and be who I truly am. So, you know, going to Guatemala and having these experiences and going into the dark, um, yeah, just seems like such a beautiful part of the story that's walking me home. So how does it look like? I will share a bit about that as well for those of you who don't actually know what it is. So the idea is that you go into a hut or a room. It depends what people build. And it's completely dark. So when I was shown and when I showed people, then we would use a candle but after they settled in and they were ready, they had to blow out a scandal and then there was no way of having light. There would be food, of course. There would be like a food box where we would knock so the person inside knows 
that food is there and you know stay well away from um the food box otherwise you'll get this blast of light and then once we put the food in the box we close the door we knock again and then the person knows okay i can it's safe to open it so that's how food gets delivered so you're not going to starve in there although very interestingly um food kind of becomes the highlight of of your time in there (laughs) it's not exactly true what i'm saying but um it's very interesting to observe how the ego mind personal self is really trying to hold on to those kind of things to exist food and the thoughts that they must have forgotten me it must be already much later um all those kind of things get triggered it's very interesting to observe when it comes to the hermitage they had it was off everything there is off grid so they also use a composting toilet there's a shower as well You've got a bed and a yoga mat, a yoga, a meditation bench, just somewhere to sit on as well. So I went in for three nights and you always go in at dusk. So when it's getting darker and you come out early in the morning before sunrise. So your eyes get time to adjust. It doesn't, you don't have like, like all this light all of a sudden blinding you and it's yeah the the space itself is quite small but that's fine um very easy to navigate in the dark you do get used to it i thought for me personally i got used to it quite quickly so when i blew out the candle my first reaction, I could feel this joy slash excitement. I've heard this before, how it feels, yeah, like being in a womb. It feels very safe. It feels very safe. So for me, I just love to just be. I didn't feel the need to do anything. I know there are people afterwards who would come out and say, you know, they would have like a real practice. You know, they did a lot of yoga and movement. And I would just sit there. I would either sit or lay. I didn't do anything else. Also, you know, it's such a... It's so good to for your nervous system to really relax and also for your sleeping as well Um, they say that the first day you'll sleep a lot and that's why it's good to make sure you have enough enough sleep before you go in i also slept quite soon after i went in 
and I slept quite long I think as well I'm, I'm not entirely sure but then it would just be I would just be practicing self-inquiry asking myself who am I you know what is it that is aware of of this experience and it's so good that the visual parts the seeing just falls away which is normally such a big stimuli for thoughts to arise people will still have many thoughts in there do not worry about that but for me there was the whole time i was in there it was yeah very peaceful there were just a few practical issues that would come up which can happen when there's um i mean it can happen anywhere anytime with the air because it's off grid and there was a problem with uh solar panels although there was still air coming in it wasn't circulating as well as it would do and then having a composting toilet not the best combination then <laughs> but that was just on the last day but apart from that there weren't actually any issues i just really loved being just being there was, uh, there was this wow there's nothing that needs to be done nothing needs to be done it felt so different than how normal life is you know it is such a it's so different than how we experience life normally you can call it maybe like a deep reset and if there's another opportunity yeah i would love to do it again then maybe longer And sharing an experience, it's it's so different for everyone. And everyone will always receive what they need. For me, it was very peaceful. I was very aware. Yeah, and, and for some people, it, it, it can be painful. And boredom can happen. For me, mainly, it was on the one hand the peace, the peace that I felt, and on the other hand, being able to observe the mind, the tricks of the mind, uh, mm, how the mind was really trying to stay alive. <laughs> it didn't want to disappear in the dark, into the nothingness. And, you know, as important as the, the dark retreat is itself, the integration after that is important too. So definitely make sure if you would do a dark retreat, make sure you don't like go to work the next day or the next few days. It would be good to have some time to yourself
So if you are interested in doing a dark retreat, you can always sign up for my email list or sign up for one of my courses. The online courses that I offer are all about doing a solo retreat. The the main purpose is if you just want to do a solitary retreat somewhere. But I also include information on the dark retreats and what I've learned from helping people. But the courses include a preparation for any solo or solitary retreats but also also what to do during the retreat when things come up and then also an integration part as well but specifically i will also be sharing about the dark retreats i will also put a link in the show notes about a woman who's actually also at the hermitage not when i was there but who wrote about her experience of being in there for 40 days really crazy um i'd probably be walking on water if i'd done it for 40 days (laughs) so yeah if you have an interest in dark retreats then yeah there are several places that offer it that i know of it is very enriching but just make sure what your intentions are i think that's a a good one and yeah read a blog post about the girl who did the 40 days that will give you a very good idea like i say i only did it for a few days and have experience with helping people going in and out of the dark retreats oh yeah and also there is if you scroll down there is an interview with severin about dark retreats so you may want to check that one out as well All right, I wish you a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing to Life Will Provide and leaving a rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whatever podcast app you use.